Welcome to your High Vibration Life podcast with Robin Openshaw, also known online as the Green Smoothie Girl. When you're living your high vibration life, you're healthier in every way. You're more productive, creative, peaceful, and loving. Your high vibration life is calling. And now your host, Robin Openshaw. Hey everyone, it's Robin Openshaw and welcome back to Your High Vibration Life. This is episode 26 and this is where you become an EMF ninja. In episode 25, I introduced to you Dr. Libby Darnell and I bring her back for this episode because she knows a ton more about these a little bit more sophisticated topics and Dr. Libby Darnell is in the Chicago area, and she and her husband are both chiropractic physicians who are functional medicine practitioners and see people all day long. They're also parents, and they live in an urban environment, and they own cell phones. So like you and me, they are living in the real world. They can't quite go off the grid and throw their cell phone in the garbage yet. So this episode is your 300 level class where you graduate for free with your ninja certification in getting rid of electromagnetic frequencies in your life, or at least minimizing their impact where they're not going to be putting you at high disease risk. So welcome back, Dr. Libby Darnell. Well, thanks again so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to helping your listeners today just take it to the next level. Well, I'm excited to talk a little bit about blue light from our devices, what it does to us and how it may affect our sleep, which of course impacts our overall health. We're going to talk a bit about grounding and how powerful it is and how it can be free, although we can get devices, those of us who can't just go walking around in the grass or in the dirt, that's not practical. So we're going to talk a little about grounding and how this can help us get get all those dirty energies off of us. We're going to talk about this new phenomenon of smart meters that the electrical companies are using to measure and report how much energy we're using and how they could be affecting our health and what we should do about it. And finally, the fourth topic in our 300 level class is what do we do about all the radiation that we are exposed to while traveling? So let's launch right into it. And Dr. Libby, tell us about blue light from devices, watching TV, screen time. What's this doing to our melatonin level? And what does this have to do with our little, very important pineal gland? Yeah. So your pineal gland helps regulate a lot of things like your circadian rhythms. And it basically just puts your body into a nice cycle. So we've got an awake cycle, we have a sleep cycle. And if you were to look at that cycle on a graph, what you would find is when we wake up, we've got this great energy. And then slowly throughout the day, we're going to be winding down toward sleep. And with the introduction of electricity, the ability to watch Netflix until 3 a.m., really what we're finding is because we're disrupting that cycle, there's a lot of health ramifications. And how that actually works is our devices like your um, laptop, your iPad, your television, your cell phone, they emit something called blue light. And well, they emit a lot of light, but blue light specifically is going to impact your pineal gland and affect its uh, regulation of melatonin. So melatonin is the main hormone that's responsible for creating that nice balanced cycle in your body. And so when we emit that blue light, we're essentially telling our bodies, hey, it's daytime because blue light is the, the main thing that is signaling to our bodies. It's daytime. I need to be awake now. I need to have energy now. 
And so when we're exposed to that blue light, we end up giving ourselves the false signal that it's time to wake up and get going for the day, which is why some people, even though they feel tired, can actually stay up and keep watching Netflix over and over simply because they're giving their body, yep, I'm going to stay up signal. So there's a couple of really, really great free hacks that your listeners can start doing right now. So if they have their cell phone on them, and if they were to go to the, to the settings, they could actually look at something called nightshade. And nightshade is a really nice setting that allows you to turn on uh, blue light blockers at uh, dusk. So it'll actually kind of sync up with the time zone that you're in. So right when dusk hits, right when the sun sets, your nightshade is going to be activated. And you'll you'll notice it. Your, your screen will actually have kind of a yellow tinge to it because it stopped emitting blue light. And then it'll turn off in the morning. So um, that's a really great free way to help eliminate blue light on your phone. You can do the same thing on an iPad and on my computer. So even right now, it's getting ready to activate. I went to um, Flux, and I know you're going to link to that, but it's f.lux, which is important. So f.lux, and that's a free download that will do the same exact thing on a desktop computer or on a laptop, which is really nice um, just because the science on this is so profound. It's one of the few areas where there is a lot of science. Um, You and I both know that whenever you do studies, people don't like to do studies on things that they can't make money off of. But this is one where they really did explore this, this area, which is really exciting. Now, TV is another issue. So one of the things that I ended up getting, and there are a few different brands out there, I got Gunner glasses. So that's G-U-N-N-A-R. And those are actually blue light filters. And so for people that um, are going to need to be you know, on a TV or doing some teleconferencing or anything like that, I end up wearing my Gunner glasses in the evening. And so that's blocking blue light no matter where it's coming from. Um, and you can actually get some uh, less expensive versions of those because I have prescriptions. You can get some less expensive expensive versions of those even on Amazon. So um, feel free to link to some of those too. So Anything that's to that's so you can like what have your cake and eat it too. You can watch TV and not suffer the effects of it, right? Right, absolutely. And you know, obviously from a health perspective, yeah, it'd be great to have an awesome bedtime routine where you kind of wind down reading a book. But on the days where you're like, yep, this is this is me. It's my Friday night and I'm going to stay up on date night, you know, watching a movie with my boyfriend. That's awesome. Do it. And there's some ways to make it safe, which I think is really really great. Okay. Great information. Remember that the body wants to start producing melatonin about 10 o'clock at night. And when we tell it not to, it gets confused and it doesn't. And so we're tired, but we can't actually fall asleep because we don't have that really important hormone. And a lot of us just start taking melatonin, but then of course we're telling the pineal gland, I don't need, I don't need you to do this anymore. And eventually that's going to weaken the pineal gland. So even if you take melatonin, don't consider it a magic bullet. At the end of the day, just like with everything else, we want the body to do its job. We don't want it to be a crutch and we don't want to take melatonin all the time. So mm-hmm. blue light may be a part of your solution, either wearing the gunner glasses or, you know, having a couple hours of no screen time. Uh, before bed. And consider this if your teenager is staying up till all hours of the night and then uh, sleeping till the morning. Lots of parents I know take their child's cell phone away at nine or 10 Mm -hmm. o'clock at night. And that's a great habit to get into. And if your teenager 
you think, oh man, I can't start that now. My kid is 15 or whatever. Think how you can. Think how you can start the conversation about it and set a date. And this is the date at which time I take your phone at nine o'clock at night. Now I say this because I've raised four teenagers and young adults and it isn't, it is not easy to pry the phone out of their hands. They are all little addicts. But having a good reward system in place, like you mentioned earlier, and for every person, it's going to be different, but having a reward system in place um, is such a big, big deal when it comes to changing behavior. Um, yeah. So that's super important. And in fact, the, I was, the, I was telling you earlier today is yeah. just kind of off the beaten path, but, uh, Libby shared with me a link to a guy online and I'll, we'll share it in the show notes, um, who had 12 things that'll reduce your EMF exposure. And I read it and I was like, Oh man, I have to have my teenage and young adult children read this. And I sent them this link and I said, I will pay you $20 if you read this article and you take an, a little verbal quiz with me so that I know that you read it and you know some of these things. And I want you to tell me, you tell me four things you're willing to do to reduce your EMF exposure. I wanted them to know what it was. I wanted them to realize ways that are really easy for them to lower their exposure. So that might be like the worst parenting advice you ever heard to bribe your kids, <laughs> but that's okay. You don't have to do it, but that's what I did. <laughs> oh, I know. I think that's brilliant. I, best 20 bucks ever spent. <laughs> right? transition into grounding kind of talk about that a little bit. So um, on the previous episode, when you and I talked, I used kind of my extreme example of when I was really sick and I was taking any advice I could get. And one person said, you need to be as about naked as you can be, go lay in the dirt. And I thought, okay, sure. Any, if you would have told me that a year ago, I would have looked at you like you were crazy, but because I am feeling crazy, I will do whatever you tell me. So that was when my in-laws were actually over. And here I am in Chicago winter, laying out in the ground, partially only partially clothed, but it immediately helped me. And the reason why, if we reference back to that dirty electricity, which is essentially just all this excess energy, that's really what happens to our bodies. We're exposed to all this excess energy. And for me, it was in the testing that I was doing um, with people. And I'm just storing up all of this energy. So if, you know, uh, probably a hundred years ago, people wore mostly leather soled shoes and actually leather is a great way to have all that energy kind of just pass right through you. You know, it doesn't get stored up in the body. And most people now are wearing rubber soled shoes. You know, you think of your standard tennis shoes and it just gets stored up in your body. And so when I was grounding, when I was laying in the dirt, which is also called earthing, all I was doing was allowing that extra energy to literally flow out of me. And that could sound to the average listener a little kooky, but I'm going to tell you somebody who is science-based and somebody who I do want to see research about this stuff. I felt it. I felt so much better immediately. And now there's a really big movement going on behind grounding and earthing um, and how it's really helping a lot of people recover from a lot of chronic illnesses. And that's why we're actually allowing our body's own energy frequencies to vibrate at the level where they were meant to, you know, instead of this apparent kind of frequency coming off of all these electronic devices, we're actually getting restored into our own personal vibrational frequency, um, which is, Hey, that's right on your brand really. <laughs> 
And so essentially that's exactly what I was doing. Now we can take that a step further for, for people that are really sick. There are even something, uh, there's grounding mats, there are grounding sheets. And so I do sleep on grounding sheets. And, uh, an important thing to note is that, um, the, the source that I gave you that I know you're going to link to in the, the show notes, they will actually send out a meter with those grounding sheets that you're testing your outlet to make sure it is a grounded outlet before you're installing your sheets. So that they're making sure it's safe when you're using them, which, um, so that way you're laying on these sheets and eight hours a day, you're actually going through that same process. You know, that way you don't have to go out on earth, but if there's another great benefit to grounding, you know, we are always talking about our gut health and our microbiome. Well, a lot of our great microbiome is actually from soil. So, you know, while you're walking out barefoot and why it's so great to have kids playing outside in the dirt is because not only are they earthing, are they grounding, but now they're actually getting that soil microbiome, all these really, really good uh, probiotics that are actually coming from dirt and they're really, really great for us. So there's just a really a lot of health benefits and why there's this huge movement behind just getting outside and going barefoot. So you'll actually see, I know we've seen people out that are just, they walk barefoot, they run marathons barefoot now. It's, it's that big movement. Yeah, I like it. And great overview of what the big deal is about grounding. And sometimes it's kind of like saunas or alkaline water machine. The great thing is when you stay plugged into a wellness expert whom you trust is that the funny thing is we are showing you things that are sort of weird one-off technology-based solutions to the problems that technology is causing. Because These aren't things we would have had to do, you know, 2000 years ago when there was no air pollution and there were no GMO foods and we didn't have the insane levels of stress and rush hour traffic and all that we do. So, you know, I like that we can ground even if we can't get outside and we can test it. We can take our EMF meter, which you talked about in our last episode, episode 25, and you can you can see that we are putting those dirty energies into the ground like we were supposed to. So let's move on and talk just a bit about the phenomenon of smart meters. They're really proliferating. Smart meters are some of the scariest forms of dirty electricity or EMF that we have in our environment, I think. Why don't you tell us about what smart meters are doing? How can I find out if I have one? Okay, so what are they? What are the health consequences? And what do I do about it short of the civil disobedience? I was not encouraging people to take a hammer to the, the, you know, power company's smart meter, but you're going to tell us something really small and maybe a very small act of civil disobedience, but doesn't actually hurt anybody or ruin anybody's property. Yeah, absolutely. So first off, a smart meter is simply a wireless way for the energy company to gauge your energy and gas use. So you, some people will still have this going on, but you have seen people that walk throughout your yard and they're actually going and they're checking your gauges. Well, that's kind of the old school way of doing it. And now our government's switching over to the smart meters or the the energy companies switching over to smart meters where they can wirelessly monitor your usage instead. And so a great, simple way to know if you're using the old school, which is going to be considered an analog monitor, or if you're using a smart meter is to simply walk around, go find your meter on your home. If you've got what looks like five little clock type deals on that meter, it's an analog old school monitor. So you'll know right away, look at it. You're either going to see a digital printout, just like a digital clock. You know, it's either going to be digital or it's going to have five small clock symbols. And that's kind of the simplest way to do it. 
Now, uh, the reason that they are harmful to our health is because while they're wirelessly transmitting and they've got to transmit far, you know, they're going far, they actually are sending those signals into your home. So let's say that you have a bedroom on the opposite side of the house where your smart meter is. Okay, that's a that's great. Um, however, you know, Jay Davidson, who you mentioned in the previous episode, um, he actually had like a circuit breaker right next to his daughter's bedroom. But I've worked with clients that have smart meters right next to their kids' bedrooms. And that's going to be the highest source of EMFs in regards to location. And so uh, a really simple thing that people can do is to either get a smart meter guard, which I know Robin's going to link to. There's guards that you can get that simply go over them or... I know people have been known to simply wrap them in heavy duty tinfoil to help stop that transmission. Now, of course, if you if you if you completely encase it 100%, it won't transmit and the energy company is going to try to track you down to find out why it's not transmitting. They're going to see what you've done and you could get, you know, in trouble cuz some of these are mandated by state law. So I know that there's a couple in Illinois um, who were actually arrested because they refused to allow the energy company even on their property. But because now it's been state mandated, they have no they had no say in that. So an easy thing that you can do is simply order a, a smart meter guard that's going to reduce that exposure. Um, and I know that there are lots of great resources out there that will tell you to write, you know, send certified letters to your energy company telling them that you want to opt out of this. Some of you will actually have the ability to opt out and to switch back to the old school analog meter. Now, I've got a really great um, story about this um, because the, the issue with EMFs is let's say that somebody is already dealing with a health issue. So for example, if somebody's got um, Lyme disease or a mold exposure, or they've got adrenal fatigue, you know, you've already got a health issue and then you end up having EMF sensitivity. It's just going to act kind of like an antenna and make that health issue even more severe and um, which is really unfortunate, but it just kind of amplifies everything that you're already going through. So um, an example of that is I had a, a client who I had known her from a chiropractic perspective and she is very nice, very kind person. And so I knew her well enough to when I met with her from the functional health standpoint, I knew right away something was wrong. And she sat me down and said that she was losing her mind, um, that at Christmas time that year, she had gotten to the point where she thought she was going crazy so bad she was on the brink of, of suicide because she had no idea what was going on. And um, I was able to sit down with her. I had her bring in all of these supplements that she'd been taking. And one of them was an over-the-counter chelator. So what that means is people that have heavy metal issues, maybe mercury or lead to, uh, toxicity, you take a, you can take a supplement or you can take um, another kind of product that will help remove those metals. But that is hard to do. And it, it, you, can, uh, you really need to work with a healthcare professional if that's something that you want to test for and something you want to do. And here she was, she had no idea. She's taking a chelator, meaning she's removing these metals, it's hard on her system. And she had a mouthful of amalgam filling. So she already had uh, metal in her mouth. So that's an example of when you don't want to be chelating. And so here she was, she was doing that. 
Um, so heavy metals that are in your body can really have major health ramifications because your body is very intelligent. And if it's exposed to something like mercury, for example, it's going to try to put it somewhere that's not going to harm you, but it can end up getting stored in an organ. It can end up, um, you know, getting stored somewhere else that could have health ramifications wherever the location is. So I've had clients who have um, heavy metals located in pituitary glands, which, you know, you can end up getting benign tumors that grow from that. Um, and what I've noticed is on testing, I've noticed this across the board, and I'm sure some people listening can resonate with this, but people that end up having high lead will have some potentially some behavioral changes. And so if somebody is, has a lead exposure, um, you know, they did, so where I live in Chicago, they actually did in the Fox River, they did a barium dump, which is another example of a heavy metal. And so people that around a certain time frame when they did this barium dump into the Fox River that played in that river ended up with all these later on these health issues. I've gotten notifications um, to my house that they're showing higher levels of, of heavy metals in our water supply. And I sit here knowing as a practitioner, the end result is going to be an increase in thyroid autoimmunity. You know, we're going to see all that this, this end result, but so chelation is a way to remove those metals from your body safely. And again, it's really important that people don't just go out and take out their amalgam fillings without consulting somebody first. There's ways that you can do it that are just not as healthy for you. But so here this client was who was chelating, she was taking this over-the-counter metal remover while she had a mouthful of amalgams and she had gotten sick. But I knew enough to know, you know what, this wouldn't have happened overnight. This would have made her sick. But she said this started, bam, overnight, she just went bonkers. And so I knew I was missing a piece of the puzzle. And, you know, sometimes I just, it might be called intuition. And I kind of feel like sometimes it's a little whisper from God telling me, okay, this is what you're, this is what you're really looking at. And I, when I asked, her, I said, did you, did you have a smart meter installed? And she didn't know, but she went home and she had actually called that night and she said, yep, they installed it the day before I got sick. And so here's someone who has heavy metals now circulating freely through her system. And then the smart meter, this heavy dose of EMF exposure basically turned her into a walking antenna. I mean, she just went bonkers. And think if she had not known enough to reach out to somebody, um, you know, that's in our network that does the, the things that we do to help people, where would she have ended up? What would have been her end result? If she had just gone to a typical provider and hadn't known to really look further, what would have been her outcome? And I just, I cringe to even think about that. But um, so fast forward, it was really easy. She was able to, well, she was able to get a, a smart meter guard and she stopped key. I wouldn't even let her leave my office with that over the counter key later. And so when she had her amalgams removed safely later on uh, and stopped chelating and stopped having that EMF exposure, she got her life back within just a couple of weeks. I mean, it was incredible. And here was somebody who was suicidal and got her life back within a couple of weeks. So um, that was something where um, for those people that are listening that maybe could that story resonates with them, please look into that. Walk around. If you see a smart meter on your apartment, your house, wherever you live, and you see that digital printout, call and see if you can opt out. So just kind of look into your, uh, your state's energy laws and see if that's something that you're able to opt out for. Well, and you know, 10 years ago, there was nobody letting you opt out. But as more and more of us rise up, this is just economies of scale or critical mass or health freedom, 
You know, as we, as we all demand health freedom and we say, you don't get to put forced medication in our water, i.e. fluoride, the endocrine receptor, or if you don't, you don't get to destroy my health with your smart meter in my home. 10 years ago, when I started studying this and then smart meters were just starting to come on the scene and people were starting to say things about them and, and other people on the internet were saying, that's just crazy. Like I can't see it. So this is really good information. We're going to put the smart meter guide um, that Dr. Darnell uh, is recommending in the show notes. I want you to know because you're hearing one thing after another and you're going, oh my gosh, I'm learning so much, but I'm also overwhelmed. We're not just going to give you a list of links. Okay. The action plan is going to have a sentence saying, this was the smart meter guard that actually works from, you know, inside your own home, regardless of where the smart meter is or, you know, whatever the resource is, we know that this is all new information for you. So this resource that we are organizing that we'll have in the show notes, I want you to know that it's going to be clear and simple. And I think something that you said that is so very important, and I want to just take a second to emphasize that is Robin is giving you this list. So she's going to make this super easy. She's telling you exactly what to do. And in my humble opinion, I would print that out because it's so easy to listen to this and then say, okay, I'm going to do this and then walk away from it. And you life gets busy. You know, we go, we go back to work and some of you are driving right now. Some of you are doing laundry or, you know, you're spending time with your kids, whatever it is, print that out and put it somewhere where you're not going to forget about it. And you don't have to do it all right now. Pick one thing you can start with, just one and cross that off the list. And as you're able, just cross the next one off the list. You know, don't get overwhelmed. Yeah, there's a lot of great information she's giving it to you, but as you are able, cross it off because health, our health is definitely a journey. This isn't a sprint. You know, this isn't something that we have to achieve and be perfect at tomorrow. And uh, just take it in the time that's going to allow you to do it and um, allow you to do it and keep your sanity as you're living your life. That's really comforting and helpful. And um, really, I feel like you just really heard me when we were talking earlier today. And I said, I just want to make sure that people listening to our show, Your High Vibration Life, don't just learn a lot and learn some things that I think will improve their life. I also want just to have a, I want them to have a high vibration experience on our show. And you've been so helpful to that end and you just got it. You just got it really quickly. And so exactly. I mean, my whole health journey has been two steps forward, one step back. And gosh, there are so many things to learn here and just doing one and crossing it off. What a great idea, because then we also have that sense of accomplishment and we're like, well, there's one down. And, you know, I talked about this in our 100 level class. If this is our 300 level class and episode 24 was our 100 level class. I was talking about how we just have to put one thing into play at a time and we cannot run faster than we have strength. But what if all these hard things we're doing? Okay. Some people think making a quart of green smoothie every single day is hard. If, if it, you know, if it were easier then everyone would be doing it, maybe you're going to the gym for an hour a day. That's really hard. Okay. That's a small fraction of people who are doing that. But if you're doing those two things, gosh, you should be looking at EMF. Like what if this is missing link for you? You're listening to these three episodes. What if there's someone, you know, I hope that you will link them to start with episode 24 and get them educated in the most painless way possible. You can literally listen to these episodes while you drive your car who needs to turn their life around and possibly dirty electricity or EMF coming from devices or hurting them or their child. I feel like it's my responsibility when I discover good information to share it with you. What about you? 
What about you? If you learn these principles, how are you going to share this with other people you know who are at risk or people who are suffering and haven't figured out why yet? So, okay, Dr. Libby, we have two more subjects to cover in this, our 300 level class. Tell us about your advice for traveling. Why are people at risk for traveling and what are your suggestions? Yeah. So, uh, I love traveling. You love traveling. I think it's one of the best benefits of what we do is we can do what we do wherever we want, and which is so, so nice. But we're also whenever you're flying. So when you fly, you're actually exposed to more radiation. And just as a small little tidbit, if you fly at night, you're exposed to less amounts of radiation. And don't ask me why. It's just one of those things over the years, you know, when you learn these things, you just store it in your arsenal of knowledge. Um, but when we do fly, we are exposed to more. So there's some simple things that people can do just to protect themselves and take a few precautions. So one of the, the minerals that your body needs, every cell, so every 72 trillion cells in your body has iodine receptors on it. So um, in order to function and to be healthy, we need to have healthy amounts of iodine. And iodine also has a great protective mechanism to EMFs. So it's really helpful for combating radiation and antioxidants in general are really good for that. So um, if you have one that you love, Robin, link to that. Otherwise, if people have great um, antioxidants uh, products already, just make sure that you're taking that with you when you travel and that you're taking an extra amount um, when you travel specifically, because that's going to help before and after. So I just travel with mine all the time. It's just part of my little travel bag. Um, Is there one that you have a favorite that you wanted to mention? Yeah. So foundationally, I don't ever travel without my ultimate minerals and ultimate minerals is a green smoothie girl product. And it's just fulvic and humic acid from deep earth. It's from ancient plant deposits, not chalk and rocks, which is what most minerals are. But ultimate minerals is humic and fulvic acid. It's not synthetic isolated minerals. It's the exact stuff that plants used to get out of the ground that plants used from their roots up to deliver us all 90 minerals and trace minerals. So our product is just organic fulvic and humic acid. So it's basically like a whole foods compound. Got to be on ultimate minerals all the time. It's my never, ever, ever fail to take thing. The only other thing I like never don't take is in winter months, I'm always taking vitamin D, which is also Mm -hmm. super important. Yeah. And just speaking to minerals in general, the reason that your product is so important is because, you know, people out there, if this is the first time you're hearing about that, you know, you have to have healthy mineral levels in your body to make neurotransmitters, to make our happy hormones. So people, sometimes they have this end result of ill health and they're searching for answers when at the end of the day, you just need your foundational building blocks. And that's why minerals are so important. So absolutely grab some of that um, and take extra with you when you're traveling for sure. Um, And then another great thing, and I think it's becoming more common is for people to opt out of those scanners at the airport. And this is something that, you know, it's so funny. It's people are funny. (laughs) When I was pregnant and I would opt out of it, everybody seemed to just think that, yeah, we get that. I understand, you know, but the second that I had my baby again, I wasn't allowed to go through that, that scanner. And so I'm talking about the scanner that you walk into and you hold your hands up and that little whirly device goes around you in a circle. Um, and so, uh, when I had my baby, as long as I kept my baby in a wrap, I, they didn't want him anywhere near that scanner. So think about that. 
they're not okay with the baby being in there, but they're okay with you and I being in there. So we know that there's something going on there. And then now that he stays home and I travel by myself again, all of a sudden I'm this nuisance, you know, every time you opt out of that, you know, you kind of, you get a a look and you can tell that you're annoying people a little bit. But the last time that I was traveling just a couple weeks ago, I had this great experience because I went and I went to opt out and I kind of have, you know, I'm slumped over and my shoulders are kind of, you know, just caving in because I know the look I'm going to get. And I tell the the gentleman that I'm going to opt out and he looks at me and he goes, you know what? That is a great choice. And I had this stunned expression because I've never been told that before. And he said, he said, that's an excellent thing to do. You're making a really great choice. And I was actually speechless. I, <laughs> there were no words because I was so impressed that they were saying that. And, um, and yeah, every so often when I'm getting that pat down, cause when you opt out of that, you're just going to get a pat down. That's all they're going to do. And then they're going to test the gloves that they used to pat you down with it, you know, takes all of four minutes of my time. Um, but you're reducing your exposure there because again, you think about the old version that they had, the old x-ray scanners, they said those were safe, but then they took those away. You know, they found that they were, um, causing cancer to the people that were working there all the time. And so now they're telling us that these, this current model is safe, but what are they going to tell us five years from now about that? You know, it's so for me, I'm just not going to be the Guinea pig. I choose not to participate in that and opt out. So that would be a great thing for people to do. Yeah, that's actually really good news. And I'm sort of astonished because I, 10 years ago, I was choosing to opt out. And sometimes I get a little bit late because they take a while, but there's more people opting out now. And it was, and TSA agents would always try and explain to me, no, there's nothing. And I just thought, trust me, dude, I am a little bit more educated than you are on this. And you've just bought into the, into what your bosses have told you and they're wrong. And recently so much data has come out about the cumulative effect of all the of the scanner that people have gone through. And I'm glad since I travel so much, I'm really glad that a long time ago, I, you know, chose the opt out. Um, But you know, that's not the only radiation we're exposed to, then there's the radiation on the plane. And I want you to tell us about the shoes and all that. Oh, yeah. So um, this was somebody mentioned this to me a long time ago. And I thought, well, wow, so simple. All you have to do is when you're flying, take your shoes off. Because like we talked about, you know, most people nowadays are traveling in rubber soled shoes. So any of the excess energy that we're exposed to gets stored up in our bodies. But when you take your shoes off and you actually can connect to a surface, you're going to discharge that um, out. And so it's not going to get stored up in you. And when I was at my sickest, I can tell you when I was flying, um, that helped me a lot. And then also the second that I land, I try to get barefoot somewhere, you know, just kind of walk around. It doesn't take long. You know, you'll notice it if you can, you know, you rent a car, you get to your hotel, whatever you're doing, you get dropped off. You just step outside for a couple of minutes outside, you know, in the grass or in the dirt and, um, and then you're good to go. So, you know, you've kind of, instead of accumulating all of this travel frequency that we're exposed to, you're just able to discharge that right out. So to sum up again, they're going to opt out of their scanners. They're going to take extra minerals and they're going to take their shoes off while they're traveling. So, um, and we've all, we've all sat next to that person who they take their shoes off and you're like, Oh man, Oh goodness. But man, nobody ever says anything to me. And I do try now that I know a little bit about this. I do try to tell the people around me, uh, you know, the story. And I tried to tell them about my story and and then they take the shoes off too. So we're just we're just making a nice little cool club on our 
in-flight entertainment. <laughs> it's so funny because that was news to me when you taught it to me. Um, but I often take my shoes off on a flight anyways. And I always have an extra pair of socks in my big giant purse just to be comfortable. And so I'm yeah. kind of glad to know that um, this weird little thing that I've been doing as an additional health benefit. So, okay. Always take your ultimate minerals. Many, many people who it's our top selling product because it's a game changer. People's hair and nails grow twice as fast and they sleep better when they get, when they have that mineral balancing morning and night. Um, let's talk one more quick thing about crystals. The, the Zuby that we have a special on this um, device, this paramagnetic materials in a hologram that I put on all my kids' phones, mine, all my devices. We'll link to that in the show notes. It's my number one thing that I deal with EMF. But as for Q-Link, we'll also give you a um, link to what Libby's about to tell you. But tell us about the power of crystals in our protection from EMF and the Q-Link, where you wear it, which is interesting, and homing pigeons and honeybees. Oh yeah. Um, so crystals have this amazing effect to help restore the natural vibrational frequency to, you know, whatever, to whatever they're around. And so you just mentioned honeybees and it's really interesting, you know, cause we talked about the dangers of Wi-Fi, And so that's one example where if you put Wi-Fi next to a hive, those bees will leave. They can't survive. I mean, they're, they know, I mean, well, obviously honeybees are a lot smarter than us, but so they know enough to not be around that frequency. And, and so that's just one example, but crystals have that restorative effect. And I don't want people to, you know, be out there listening and thinking, okay, now we're talking about like hippies in a field, you know, wearing their grass skirts, chanting with crystals. No, that's not what we're referring to. We're referring to the restorative frequencies that crystals carry. And so again, when I was at my sickest, I did have actual crystals that I kept with me and full disclosure, I kept them in my bra. So uh, like I told you, if I would have been told to sing the national anthem, dancing on one foot, spinning in a circle, I would have done that too, but it really did help. And I had somebody who knew enough about crystals to, to give those to me. And then, the, so the Q-Link is going to work in a really similar manner. And that's one of those products that is a little con- more controversial because it's harder to test. You know, it's hard to test on a meter to show its benefits. Um, but we have to keep in mind that our bodies have this innate frequency, this innate vibrational energy. And so what those are responsible for is restoring that harmonious magnetic energy to our bodies. And so the Q-Link has been shown obviously on studies to improve things like a basic golfer, a pro golfers that will lower their score, you know? So that's something where they're trying to find an objective way to say here, there's some val- there's some validity to this product, but I'll tell you, man, did I feel better when I, when I did that. So, when I was in my office working with, um, you know, clients 12 hours a day, that's something I was wearing around my neck all the time. And it's the goal is to have it as close to your heart as possible. And now, because I have a 16 month old who loves to rip things off of my neck, (laughs) I don't wear it around my neck anymore. I actually do again, full disclosure, keep it in my bra, but if I don't, I I notice a difference. And so, uh, that kind of, segues into another point, um, 
one of the things when I was in Spain working with Dr. Hilu, so he is, uh, you know, has a one of the leading cancer centers um, over in Marbella, Spain, and he's just incredibly intelligent person. Well, he loves the key, the Q-Link, and he uses that Zubi um, the product that you have been referring to. So he has that on all of his devices. So just to let people know, this is not hippie stuff. This is like full. This is you know, healthcare professionals are using this, and um, that was one of the things that he was able to test us for and recommend that we also keep using um, is that is that Q-Link. And so another thing that he had mentioned is try to minimize the amount of metal you're exposed to. And so that's going to, for most women, for the women that are listening, that is, you, you got to think about your underwire in your bra. And so I'm not saying don't ever wear that, but get try to get an underwire free bra. And they do make great ones out there. And then, yeah, sure. When you're on date nights and you're having special events and you want to wear like, you know, the, the flashier stuff, yeah, go for it. Like that, but on a regular basis, try to minimize the amount of metal you're exposed to. And the same thing is going to go with jewelry. So again, it'll act a little bit the way that Dr. Hilu described it to me is it's going to act a little bit like that antenna type frequency that'll just kind of throw off your own energy's frequency. And so um, I do try to minimize the amount of jewelry that I wear. So if you guys could see me now, I'm actually wearing a teething necklace. So my, I love it. I actually think it looks really cute, but my, I bought a teething necklace for my son. And um, and it's one of those things that I get compliments on. So it's plastic and it's, you know, turquoise and super adorable. And so I try to look, you know, when the next time that you're shopping for, um, you know, for your undergarments and you're shopping for jewelry, try to minimize the amount of metal that you're using and keep it for special, special occasions. Because like we've been talking about this entire episode, it's not about being perfect, but it's about making small changes where you feel able and kind of getting a game plan together for you. And so um, those are just some great recommendations that I think would be easy, low hanging fruit for people to start with. These are such great recommendations. I feel so grateful. I'm in the show notes going to put the deal on the Zubies while we, because like I said, we bought a few thousand of them at a huge discount. So we've got a 40% discount for you. In the show notes, I'm going to put a link to uh, Dr. Libby Darnell's four-part blog series. If you want a deeper dive on EMF and dirty electricity. Um, So grab your action plan at greensmoothiegirl.com slash episode 26 is this our final 300 level you're an emf ninja now and please do share these episodes with someone you think is medically fragile someone who's struggling someone who is responsible for children so that we all do our part to educate each other out of all these crazy situations in the modern world that may not be serving us very well so no overwhelm allowed here. I appreciate the amazing Dr. Libby's no-nonsense practical approach. Like you and me, she's living in the real world, among the technology, using the technology, in a city even. And like us, she's committed to being happier and living in the higher vibrations and helping everyone in her energy field be healthier and happier. So until next time, thank you so much for being with us, Dr. Libby Darnell, and see you next time. 